0: everyone you're listening to another episode of conversations with the rabbi with rabbi scott Hausman weiss today we're going to be talking about the constant feedback that we're getting from our friends or people that we don't even know very well on social media and all the other outlets that we use constantly to get feedback and gratification and how that could be affecting us positively or negatively on an everyday basis so rabbi mm-hmm. scott You were just telling me a story about Moses and the spies that really spoke to this. Could you repeat that story and and give us the lesson in that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's actually coming up uh, pretty soon in in our Torah readings. Uh, The story goes that uh, the Israelites were getting scared and and nervous, which isn't any surprise because they were always scared and nervous. Uh, But in this case, they were scared and nervous, and they uh <clears throat> said to Moses we we need to know you know is the land as as wonderful and beautiful and and and, and marvelous as as God has promised it to be and uh Moses appoints uh 12 spies um, to go into the land and to check it out and then for them to come back and tell the Israelites if indeed the land is what God has promised and so the 12 spies they go out and they check it out and then they come back and 10 of the 12 of them come back well all of them are very clear that it is exactly what God has promised however 10 of the 12 of them come back and they say yes it is it's perfect it's wonderful it's the land flowing with milk and honey but we'll never be able to take it we'll never be able to 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 be victorious because the people of the land they are giants. And then they add to this and they say, they're giants and we are like grasshoppers in their eyes. And this brilliant Hasidic commentator, the Sfat asks this wonderful question about that statement. He says, of what good, of what good use is it to judge ourselves by the ways in which we imagine others view us? So it's this great story right in the midst of the book of Numbers, right in the midst of of the Torah, which I truly believe is both a story of the saga of the Jewish people as well, as the saga of one's personal, soulful quest for meaning and purpose in life, that's, that's the question at the heart.
0: Well, for me, the story you just told is really about the choice that we all have to look to to decide how we're going to look at ourselves every day and we make that choice by the people in our lives by thinking about who we're going to listen to but sometimes it becomes really subconscious because we're so oversaturated with so much feedback all the time that we're subconsciously accepting it as our truth and sometimes that feedback is negative but most of us have a projection of what that feedback is. So if we feel negatively about ourselves, we're probably going to go back go out into the world and find voices that reinforce mm-hmm. those feelings. So right. it's so easy to get caught up in that. How do we take a how do we hit the reset button and come back to the still small voice in us that really knows who we are, what we want and what drives us?
1: Well, I think that I want to I want to make sure that we we understand it. <laughs> I would argue that this isn't just my reading of this story. It isn't just a, um, a a reading that is a couple hundred years old, or you know, the reading of some reform rabbi in the twenty-first century. This story seems so clearly, obviously, uh, a story that's inviting us into real uh, self-introspection. That I would suggest that the Torah understood this. This. This human nature, the natural uh, human reaction to life, mm-hmm. uh, thousands thousands of years ago. Um, so it's really a a <clears throat> long term issue. It's really an issue about how we human beings move into the world. What makes it much more complicated, of course, today is the uh, the ability to to go out there and put ourselves out there or post a picture even just very innocently and then go back to it. How many likes have there been? How many people have said, Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's wonderful. Right. Or they just click a little, a little, uh, thumbs up. And, you know, if you get 20, you know, is that enough? Uh, 50, is that enough? Or, or do you need a hundred or do you need 200? And then, you know, it, it becomes this, this, this constant, uh, hunt, right. For, a sense of I am worth something right and so one of the most beautiful traditions in, in, in Judaism um, well we we you know contextualize it in the context of the creation of the world God made the world in six days and on the seventh day God rested and therefore and then there's commandments right that say you have to rest on the Sabbath day um, Built into that concept of Shabbat, right, is that the Torah doesn't say thou shalt not um, see how many Facebook likes you got, right? But in part, that's really what it's about. It's not just about turning off the technology. It's about turning off the, the constant search and hunt for external recognition of our worth,
0: well, it also reminds me of one of my favorite pieces of advice, which is to check your inbox after you've decided what you want to do mm-hmm. that day. Right. Because if you check your inbox first, you're basically making everybody else's first priority your first priority. Mm-hmm. And Shabbat, for me, is my way of reminding myself of what my priorities are. Mm-hmm. Because if we're not careful in this world of you know endless inbox space, we can just get totally overwhelmed by other people's Opinions of us, mm-hmm. other people's priorities. Mm-hmm. And this is really a very practical way that's existed for thousands and thousands of years for us to stop and remember what we want out of life and who we are and how we feel about ourselves.
1: That ability to be able to find happiness and contentment and a sense of wholeness in any particular moment is the essence of Shabbat. So Shabbat is a practice one day a week. It's really about how do we bring it to the rest of our daily life, right? And so these, these spies, right, that come back, 10 of them, uh, two of them, um, uh, Joshua and Caleb, they come back with great optimism, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look around at your friends, probably, you know, one-sixth of your world will be Affirmative to you will be um happy will be content will be um affirming right and the other five sixths are generally struggling with their own Michigas and they're and which they're projecting onto lots of other people and everybody everywhere uh, everybody else um but the the but this this story about the spies is is so um uh, is so central for us for, as a reminder to us of the tendency of just our human condition, that we can easily get so lost in uh, affirming, um, um, holding on to what we imagine other people say about us. And this this is to say nothing for all the stuff that we have heard people say to us or about us, but this is just the world of our imagination of what we think they, imagine of us and while we can get lost through that and it's a natural human uh, uh, reaction to life this practice of being able to sit with ourselves and be able to say these are my gifts you know, these are the things that I am so grateful for these are the people in my life who I am, who, for whom I am so grateful for and they they fill out that wholeness for me regardless of all the other things I might be able to identify and say, and I don't have this, and I don't have this, and I don't have this. Um, If we are always saying that life will be better, life will be good, once this and this and this get taken care of, well, we're doing ourselves a real disservice because we're always putting our happiness in the future. And if our happiness is always in the future, we're never going to get there.
0: Some very wise words. Thank you so much, Rabbi Scott. That's all the time we have for today. But if you want to learn more about Rabbi Scott, you can visit him anytime online at shmakalenu.com. And we hope you join us next time.